it'll be very exciting that way. It's fresh. I'm not going to ask you anything hard. I will ask the hard questions. It's going to be grilling. <laughs> as long as it's not calculus. No. You can ask me the calculus questions <laughs> and watch me scramble. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she won't have to leave the pod to win a playoff game. It's Steffi Light. Did anybody get the reference? No one? Football references. Uh, and she's invited some very special guests on the pod today. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? I'm Gwen Urbane. I'm Lauren May. Both seniors at Traverse City Central. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you guys on the pod, and possibly it's even greater than this week's TCAPS Loop moment of zen. You're only as young as the last time you changed your mind. I'd like to amend that quote slightly to, you're only as young as the last time you changed your mind or tried something new, because that's exactly what we're doing on today's pod, because we've never had, unbelievably, after four plus years, a student or students on the podcast. Can you believe that, Steffi? Yeah, no, that's, we should have been doing it's this wrong. much sooner. Yes. yes, this is very, very wrong. So, Steffi, why don't you explain why we have these generous and honored guests on Okay, the we have two esteemed seniors, Lauren and Gwen, who are themselves podcasters. I think it's the first pod you have done, but I don't know that for sure. But they are into their fourth episode Is that right? And we're on the eve probably of a new episode coming out. So I wanted to talk to them about their process because they're doing something really unique. The robotics team has never had a podcast that I know of, and I'd love to just hear from them about their process. So to jump right into that, um, why did you start podcasting? We're part of the non-tech part of robotics. So we're focusing on media and communication. And we were kind of all sitting around one day and we were like coming up with ideas of new things we could try at this robotic season. And I don't remember quite who threw out the idea, but someone said, hey, we should start a podcast. And it was kind of like we were all like, oh, yeah, a podcast. (laughs) Super fun. (laughs) And then it became like, yes, we should start a podcast because a lot of people don't know what robotics really is. They just think it's a bunch of robots battling each other, which is not quite right. (laughs) So we thought we'd help to explain that for everybody. We're revamping our whole website and we kind of were searching for, I guess, content that was more modern, more what people, grandparents and parents and family members would be used to when they just went to a website to learn something new. And so there's going to be a blog probably, and there's going to be a podcast on the website eventually, but right now it's just on Spotify. Yeah. So is this your first time on the robotics team or are you seasoned veterans? We're both new. Yeah. Yeah. This year. And do you know if they've ever thought about a podcast for the team before? They haven't. It's, it's a very new idea. I love it by the way. And I've been a robotics parent for a number of years and I, in the first four episodes, I learned a number of things about the team that I did not know. Uh, mainly what FIRST stands for, as well as what Raptor stands for, which may or may not be a copyright violation. (laughs) Sure. Can you tell us about your process as you're creating a podcast episode? The first thing that we do is we create an outline. We try to do that earlier in, in the preceding week. So we 
drop our episodes on Tuesday. So we want to start in the outline. And a lot of the times it just kind of starts with an idea and we don't know who we're going to interview or what the kind of bones of and the meat of the episode is going to be. But we do know, okay, we want to focus on you know, our kickoff, or we want to focus on the battery cart. And then we outline our whole script, basically. And we have little spots where we're like, Gwen and Lauren talk about the interviews. But a lot of it is pretty scripted (laughs) to make sure that it doesn't go on forever. And it stays um, pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of the time, we don't know who we're interviewing. Like we have general ideas, but then we'll get to that day and someone will be missing and we'll be like, let's just pull this kid. Yeah. And our friend Sage has been super helpful with it because she is a seasoned veteran of the robotics team and she knows everybody on the team and what they do. And so we'll send her out and be like, Sage, find us two people who would be able to talk about this. And she comes (laughs) back with two two kids who look kind of scared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I have to say like you've, you have a range of topics that you've already covered in, in the four episodes. Like you have a lot of movie references in the first couple episodes, (laughs) TV shows like WandaVision, you, tackled AIs, whether I thought the question about self-driving cars, like, is that AI or not? I thought that was interesting. And then I felt like you were into some philosophy, like if robots, is it right for us to have robots do what's good for society? Like, Larry, I don't know if you've heard their episodes, but they have covered a lot and their your episodes are fairly short. Do you have a time frame you try to keep them to? Not really. We're kind of doing like the shorter, the better just to keep people entertained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the one that's going to go up is like four and a half minutes, but we put one up that was like 22 minutes, you know, it just depends because that was for kickoff. And just from like the nuts and bolts side, how do you, what's your equipment? Um, You're recording on site, right? At robotics on Saturdays, most typically. I have a microphone for singing, and I generally bring that in. It's kind of like the one that Larry has right now, where it's okay. got like the mm, sort of noise canceling so that we don't get as much background noise and voices are clearer. And then we, that has a USB. So I just plug it into my computer and we have just a free account on Anchor, which is Spotify's yeah. podcast partner. And that's set up with the robotics team account login. And then we just go and it just says start recording audio and you just choose the microphone that you want and it just collects all of it. And then you try to name the files, things that you'll remember before they start accumulating. And then later you can go back and edit it. How's the editing process? Is it right in Anchor? It is. They have, I don't know what the term is for it, but they have a visual of, you know, how the speech is flowing across the episode and where the silence is. So Waveforms. Oh, yes. Waveform. So that's really helpful because you can cut out, you know, the really long silences. You can tell, okay, which part of this talking did you want to take out? And you just, you know, split the audio and delete certain parts of it. And then you just click add to episode and drag the order around. It's especially helpful when you have kids walk by that don't realize we're recording and they're in the background like... Ah, <laughs> yeah, there are some people who had a tough day and they just, they needed to express yeah. that while we were recording. <laughs> when things weren't going well with the robot, they were, you were getting yeah. all of the emotion, probably. <laughs> what is the most difficult thing you found so far in the process? I know mine is uh, trying to navigate the background noise. Oftentimes we just had a truck going by scraping the roads. You know, there's not a lot you can do about that. It's just kind of there. So what, what is the most difficult thing you, you've run into so far in this process? 
coming up with a script is pretty tough sometimes. Like the last one I had a bit of trouble with. You kind of have to ask a lot of different people to come up with ideas, especially with us being like, it's our first year. We don't, we personally don't know too much about robotics. So it's as much of a learning experience for us as it is for our viewers. Yeah. And it's also really interesting to kind of balance like we want to do a deep dive into like what our team is doing in the robot every single day because we hear them talking about it and doing the programming and the CAD modeling. But then we also know, okay, we probably don't want to put all of our team secrets out on the internet. <laughs> so also kind of balancing like, okay, like we had an episode where everybody reflected on what we want to do, but now we're going to kind of keep them down low, you know, and right. trying to find stuff that doesn't quite like reveal our team secrets can also be difficult and still making it pretty interesting. Right. You don't want the chimeras to hear ahead of time. (laughs) You can't just throw out like a spoiler warning or something before you're going to, you know, give out some of your secrets and then they'll stop listening. Every time. (laughs) Do you have things that you've learned about the robotics team? Like something surprising that you didn't know or something interesting that like has been fun for you to discover through the process of making the podcast? So many things. I, I mean, We started making the podcast after a couple months on the team. So we were already somewhat initiated, but not really familiar with the whole process of build season, which is what we're in right now after they launch what the game is going to be and everybody's building the robot. So being able to interview people who were very, very knowledgeable as we went throughout that process was helpful because on non-tech, we write a lot of essays and do graphic design and do a podcast and a website. We don't get into the nuts and bolts as much. So, so much of that, um, I mean, I won't profess to be able to do a lot of what the tech team does, but we've learned a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I think your perspective as um, new-ish members lens, it's like we're discovering those things with you as your pod listeners, and I'm mm-hmm. a dedicated pod listener. I just, I think your perspective is really interesting. I mean, I, I've enjoyed them all. It's nice to be a listener avatar to some extent. You know, somebody who hosts an ed tech podcast who isn't in ed tech is neither an educator or a teacher of any of any kind. It's always been, it's been a, a, a treat to me to be able to interview people in educational technology and um, also educators themselves to find out how they do what they do. And I'm sure you guys are in a very similar situation where you're asking because you're curious. What, what, has, what has been the most interesting answer you've had so far? Maybe one that surprised you the most where you, you threw out a question. You're like, I had no idea that was coming. I mean, when we had our episode about the kickoff and we were interviewing Trevor, one of our mentors who was on the team for his high school career, I think it's been like seven years maybe now that he's been with us. And then Mr. Riker has been part of robotics for a long, long time. And we asked them kind of what they thought about the game this year. And part of it is that the robot basically has to do monkey bars to get points at the end of it. And they said that actually was not the first time. They rattled off like three different games where that sort of thing had happened before and kind of gave us a crash course in like first history right there. And we're sitting there like, those were a lot of big terms you used to spell <laughs> and we don't know what they mean. <laughs> but it, was, it, it all seems so novel, but they were like, no, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. And they know a lot of the common pitfalls that teams fall into because, you know, a lot of teams did not make it at the monkey bars, I guess, in the past. yeah. yeah. It could be an exercise in humility when you're talking to people that are very knowledgeable in an area that you're not. 
what have you learned so far about the process of podcasting that you didn't initially think was going to be a part of it? I guess that you want it to flow like a conversation and that's not always easy to achieve, mm-hmm. which I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and you don't really notice the editing, you know? And I think that with certain you know, topics, it's kind of hard to figure out who you want to interview and what questions you want to ask to actually make it flow in a way that's interesting to people who aren't familiar with the vernacular of it all and for yourself and your guests. And certain times I felt the need to kind of over-explain podcast etiquette to people. And then I I wonder, you know, if that's helping or hurting the process. Lauren, you bring up something that I was curious about for you guys, some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to, like a couple that you really like. I listen to Hidden Brain. It's like a psychology one. I love it. Yeah. That's a great one. I listen to the Rich Roll podcast is one that's much longer. It's all about like, I guess, health and wellness and um, athletics and a whole bunch of stuff. And he interviews people for like two hours. And I also listen to the NPR Up First podcast every day. It's like 12 minutes of news. And then kind of for fun, there's one and it's kind of about the future. And wow. basically it goes over, I guess, different scenarios that could happen. Like could robots take over the world? A lot of that kind of thing gave me ideas for a second episode. Wow. And they interview experts about how that might actually happen. Like if the internet got shut down or if, you know, we all live on Mars and actually delving into those sorts of things. Those are great tips. I'm jotting them all down. Is there a guest or set of guests that you're hopeful to have on the podcast coming up? I think we mostly just pull people from our team, which is, I mean, it's, it's exciting for us. Uh, oh, it's exciting for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could have people outside. Ideas. <laughs> you're giving us ideas. I think it'll be really fun at competitions when we can just kind of walk around with a microphone yes, and yeah. just interview random people. I think that'll be fun. And maybe even get some judges if we could. Yeah. I think different teams will be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wonder if you could interview uh, Miles' team in Israel, like yeah. ahead of time, like during their process. Yeah, because we haven't done any virtual interviews, mm-hmm. but we definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Competition's going to be so fun. And that is the fun thing about podcasting is it doesn't have to be, it's live, but it's not live potentially. So you do have an opportunity to go on site and do some live interviews. Uh, one, one thing to keep in mind, of course, when you're on site is, uh, you know, anybody that's been to a first robotics competition, it's very loud and getting a good interview in that process. Cause I've, I've tried this before and it doesn't necessarily work out very well. You get a lot of dance music. Is basically what you get. And you really don't get a lot of the audio of the conversation. So find a quiet place, you know, pull somebody out of the, out of the venue and and before you start your interview, or you're going to get back to your editing and be very, very sad. Well, you need to get the pit crew to put a soundproof room somewhere in the pit or something. There is a lot of plexiglass. That is true. That's a good thing. I mean, these are, these guys can, they can all build something like that. No problem. Right. They can definitely make a soundproof area. The podcast cone of silence. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we should just put a podcast studio on top of it. Yeah. Great idea. So do you guys have any goals for the podcast, like number of listeners, or do you have anything like that? Or where do you see the future of the pod going? I'm hoping that it'll reach like 
nationwide or like worldwide. That would be awesome. We already have like a listener from France and one from the Netherlands. Yeah. 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 And like, that's awesome. Just, I don't know, reaching a lot of people is really what the goal is. I think we can see some stats in Anchor about like projected listeners based on just how many listeners per episode. We don't have a set goal, but we definitely want to get that a lot higher. Plus, if we get it like high enough, we would have, we would be able to have like sponsors, which then would contribute more funding towards the robotics as well, which would be really nice. Yeah. Cause on the next non-tech side of things, we can definitely tell that's a that's big a limitation big, yeah. and it's a big part of what we do is thinking about how to spend the money that the team has. And so if we could help with that while spreading our message, that would be really cool. I love that. I know you guys will be most likely somewhere next fall, not in Traverse City, but maybe you can like do a virtual Super Science Saturday pod check-in or someone will come behind you and carry on the pod. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we have some underclassmen in non-tech and I mean, a lot of them I think would be interested in in helping out with that. Mm -hmm. You guys may have started a little bit of a legacy thing with this. You had mentioned it earlier that I don't think people understand that this is part of the robotics program, that it's not just building the robots. There's a whole different aspect to the robotics program. Could you explain a little bit more your side? So we work on the essays that win us chairmans, which is an important... I guess it's it's an award. Yeah. But it's also like our portal to states. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If the robot can't make it to states, we are what makes it to states, which is pretty good like yeah. to rely on. And then we also design the... The logo. Logo. Yes, yes that's what it's called. <laughs> um, and we put it on like buttons, uh, bags, shirts. Uh, so we have swag to give out at competitions. And so we have shirts to wear so we're all uniform at competitions. Yeah, just the other day we were working on we're editing an essay that is like, it's 10,000 characters. And then we were working on t-shirts and emailing the person who's our representative to make the merch for us. And then putting out to the team surveys about what kind of graphics and logos we, we want because it's a democratic process, you know? So it's a lot of, it's definitely a lot of writing and a lot of communication skills, which I think is really cool because you need that. Currently, I'm working on with a group of people, a chairman's video as well, which they show at the competitions. And it's just sort of like a hype video for your team. And that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Would you say that the whole program of robotics is really like similar to a a small business? I think there's a spot in robotics for all interests. You don't have to just want to build or program or tinker. I definitely think so. I mean, there's even people who can come and what is it like hype there's people who can be on the spirit team if they really don't have anything else they want to do and so they can they dress up in inflatable raptor costumes (laughs) (laughs) but you know there's also a business like a business plan that some people are writing in the business side of that and we do have our mentors who it's important to acknowledge do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. but of course you know it is like a business because there's people who are making the product yeah. And the people who are doing the marketing. And it's very like inclusive and really integrated with all the different parts. I don't think that it's a situation where non-tech is underappreciated. You know, maybe in the past when people didn't quite understand what robotics was, but I think that definitely Grady and Sage who are in charge do a good job of making sure yeah. that it's, yeah, it's yeah. balanced. Yeah. Well, I think there's so many life skills that are wrapped up in what the program 
focuses on. I mean, there's so many things that are transferable to future education as well as jobs and just real life, like time management to build a robot and to promote a robot and to do all of the chairman's work and all that in six weeks with everything else you guys are all doing. Well, the collaboration as well, the, t- the, the working the, together, the yeah. in, you know, in, in, in different fields mm-hmm. to all kind of collaborate on the same product. Are, are you guys planning on studying marketing or branding or communications? I am planning on studying psychology and psychiatry, and I eventually want to start my own sort of like psychiatry business in in Traverse City or somewhere. And I think that the marketing would be really helpful for that entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'm sure the practice of sitting down and talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I don't quite know, but I'm hoping to do something with policy, maybe environmental policy on that side of things. So of course, relationships and um, kind of getting your name out there and making sure that you know what you're talking about is going to be very important there too. So we're on the eve of tomorrow's podcast. Can you give us any hints about the topic for tomorrow? No. There are corn kernels. That's the only hint you get. Okay. They plan like we do, Steffi. Yes, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it. So what is the name of your podcast? Give us a plug here. It's called Tuesday Talks with Team 1711. It's hosted by Lauren and I, who are seniors at Central, and we're pretty awesome. The podcast is also pretty awesome. Um, There's a couple episodes that are very entertaining and have questions after them in case you guys or any listeners want to give us feedback on our episode, which makes it a very interactive interactive experience. It's also just super entertaining. So you should listen to it. Plus only cool people listen to it. That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you- only cool people. Only cool people. <laughs> and, and most importantly, Rate it, give it five stars, all the oh, five yes. stars. We actually do have a five-star rating on Spotify. You can go and look at it. It's <laughs> quite impressive. I'm definitely putting in my five-star rating. I just haven't yet because I didn't I didn't figure out how to do it. There's your theme for the next episode, how to give five-star ratings on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> for people like me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for thank having you so us. much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS Loop. Steffi, you're at? At Steffi Light. Hey, are you guys on the socials? The Raptors are, I think, at Raptors 1711. I think that we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ventured into TikTok yet, but no. maybe we will oh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah our next adventure. With, with all the dancing that goes on in yeah, robotics, true. I it, mean, it's natural. We have a video of dinosaurs dancing to the Macarena, and I think that would just like take off, you know? <laughs> it's already trending. All right. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Downcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening and inspiring. And so this one is just very much like talking and different people talking and then us talking again.